Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to American Medicine Today, presented by the Bonatti Spine Institute, featuring internationally acclaimed inventor of the Bonatti Spine Procedures, Alfred Bonatti, MD. Once again, your host, Kimberly Bermel Bonatti, and co-host Ethan Euchre and Jeff Wagstaff. Thank you so much for joining us on American Medicine Today. I am Kimberly Bonatti alongside my friend Ethan Euchre. Now, Parkinson's disease is the world's fastest growing neurological disorder, and some experts are calling for an Operation Warp Speed type of commitment to developing a vaccine. Joining us to discuss is Dr. Michael Oaken, medical director of the Parkinson's Foundation and co-author of the book, Ending Parkinson's Disease. Thank you for being with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, first off, why do you think that cases of Parkinson's is growing so fast? I mean, I'm hearing that it's about a 35% increase, kind of a one in 15. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely staggering, the numbers here. And we're seeing, you know, we've seen a doubling from 1990 to 2015. And guess what? It's going to double again. And we dug into this and, and started to look at the facts and the data and they show, show us that it's not just aging. It's not just that people are getting older. And so we believe there are other issues that are at play here, like the environment and, and pesticides in the environment is one example. Mm. Now, Dr. Oaken, um, you recently had an op-ed piece in the Daily Beast that talked about sort of the race to develop other vaccines, including, of course, Operation Warp Speed for COVID. Um, can you describe some of those for us? Yeah, so we uh, have been calling for an increase in National Institutes of Health funding by 10 times. And, uh, and you know, the idea here is that when we began to look at other diseases, polio and HIV in particular, what we saw was that it took about a $3 billion investment in order to move the needle. And then if you fast forward now to this past year with COVID-19, we're seeing all sorts of innovations that are happening in warp speed. And so that was the, the title of the Daily Beast uh, op-ed. And the idea here is that we are not going to move the needle for Parkinson unless we make the right amount of investment. And the right amount of investment is not going to be $200 million a year. It's going to be closer to 2 or $3 billion a year in order for us to move the needle. And, you know, just to think about it here is if we let this go unchecked, this type of growth of this disease could collapse healthcare systems and really cause quite a bit of suffering. I don't understand. You always hear things like with the pesticide uh, roundup that it causes cancer, but you were just alluding to the fact that some pesticides are probably the reason that Parkinson's happens. Well, so about 20 years ago, you know, when I got into this field, you know, we were researchers and clinicians. If you said pesticides and Parkinson, we would have said, ah, you know, we're not really interested in that. Doesn't seem like there's anything there. But what we've seen now is paper after paper, and we have a technique called an odds ratio. And that's kind of like your bet in Las Vegas. Like if you were exposed to a pesticide like Paraquat, 
what would be the bet that you would come down with Parkinson? And we're seeing two, three, four, five times increases in these in multiple papers from multiple groups across multiple countries. And when we see that pattern, it sort of makes us hesitate and stop. And so when we look at a pesticide like Paraquat, we think to ourselves, well, that's been banned in 32 countries already. Our use is doubling here in the United States. And we've got to just think this through, you know, as to is there something that we could be doing to, to try to uh, to try to limit some of this growth and also to develop new therapies and get ahead of it. Dr. Oaken, um, you mentioned a pesticide called Paraquat. I've never heard of that. What is that typically used for and why is it banned in Europe and not here? So Paraquat is, um, is something that uh, is sprayed on crops. And if you think about it, uh, when you think of side, so if your viewers or your listeners are, are thinking the word side, C-I-D-E on the end means killer, okay? So when we talk about a pesticide or a herbicide or an insecticide or a fungicide, you kill fungi, you kill insects, you kill pests. That's what these things are designed to do. So the idea is not a bad idea, right? We wanna keep our crops, we wanna get them out, we need to feed our people. So it's not a bad idea. The question is, is can we do it in such a way where it's safe so we're not exposing our farmers, our farm workers, or people to these different pesticides? The other issue are chemicals. And so there are certain chemicals, ones used in the dry cleaning industry called trichloroethylate or TCE, huge increased risk of Parkinson's disease associated with this. And so thinking about, you know, just where are these types of chemicals and could we be using other things and, uh, and maybe we can uh, reduce these numbers? I'm astounded as soon as you mentioned chemicals that are in dry cleaning. I mean, virtually everyone sends clothes to be dry cleaned nowadays and that can end up leading them to Parkinson's. Well, so uh, let me clarify a little bit for you. So, so I'll set your mind a little bit uh, at ease. The risk is to the people that work in the dry cleaning plants. Okay. And the risk is people that work in factories with degreasers, okay? And making sure that, that they're protecting their hands and they're protecting their eyes and they're, and they're not breathing this in. And so the risk is, is there for the workers. But for people, we don't know that there's an increased risk just by having your clothes uh, uh, done by a plant that uses a TCE-based operation. Although if you look, in most communities, people have been shifting away from this to other more organic ways to, to do this. That's what I was gonna ask is, aren't there like more natural ways? Like, I mean, I've even, I just read the other day about cucumbers, that you can put cucumbers on like a, an aluminum tin and the way it reacts with it, you set it in your garden and it keeps pests away. I mean, that's pretty simple. Um, I don't know how effective that is, it's just something I read on the internet, so it's gotta be true. But um, there's got to be more natural ways than using some of these terrible chemicals. Yeah, so there are alternatives. And I, and I, and I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, don't want to say that we're out there to, to try to get rid of everything. We just got to think of the ways that we can make these choices so, so we can keep, you know, folks safer. And when there are alternatives, hopefully we can move toward those. And, you know, in the dry cleaning industry in particular, they've started to move toward these alternatives. And why don't we now talk about your book, Ending Parkinson's Disease? Yeah, so we wrote this book uh, and it's called Ending Parkinson, A Prescription for Action. And what we did is we drilled into other diseases and we wrote this before the pandemic. And actually the original title of the book was The Parkinson's Pandemic. It was part of a prologue in a book I wrote eight years ago called 10 Secrets to a Happier Life with Parkinson. 
And we talk about these exploding numbers. And of course, the publisher changed the name of the book. You know, probably would have sold more copies if we had kept the original. It came out right as the pandemic was starting. But the point was we drilled into all of these diseases like HIV, and we drilled into um, to polio and really told those stories and said, how was it that we were able to get ahead of these diseases? And that was the idea of the Operation Warp Speed. And we came up with sort of a formula and the formula is pretty simple. It's called a pact. Each letter stands for something. So we have to prevent, we have to advocate, we have to care, and we have to develop new treatments. And that's going to be the path forward for us. And so you can think through that. So when we think about prevention, maybe there are chemicals, maybe there are pesticides. When we think about um, advocacy, we've got to get out there and be more aggressive and tell our story and let people know we're really worried about this growth and we need to do something about it. When we think about um, C for care, we've got expanding numbers of people. So we have to develop treatments and take care of them. And then of course, we need to increase that NIH budget by 10 times or more. And that's why we've sent 25,000 cards to the White House, red cards to the White House, advocating for you know not only banning certain chemicals and, and pesticides that we know multiple studies have shown us uh, are a danger keeping telemedicine, which is not permanent, you know, as part of Parkinson care. So we can go into the homes of folks with Parkinson and then also increasing that National Institute's health budget by 10 times. So we're gonna get to 100,000 red cards. We're doing it at endingparkinson.org or endingpd.org and all our proceeds from this book are all going to charity. Now, Dr. Oaken, um, how would a vaccine actually work for Parkinson's? I believe I read in, in my notes here, something about that it's similar in a sense to the COVID vaccine, like how it affects the, the SARS type virus. Is that is that accurate? Well, there's a couple of different uh, approaches that you can take in manufacturing a vaccine. And some of the vaccines that have been manufactured for COVID are like the ones that are already manufactured for Parkinson. And so mm -hmm. it might surprise people listening here that there are several companies already in this space. There's several patents out there. And the idea is very simple. So in Parkinson, there are these abnormal proteins that deposit on your brain. So you know how you get plaque on your teeth? Think about getting plaque on your brain. Not a great thought, but when you think about it, that's really what's happening here in Parkinson. And these vaccines are programmed to go after the proteins in those plaques called synuclein, probably a little too much information, but we program it and we program the immune system to go get that synuclein and clean off the brains. What we don't know at this point is whether or not we'll clean the brains and people will still have Parkinson just as bad, whether we'll clean the brains off, they'll have less Parkinson, or whether it will actually turn into to being something that's closer to affecting disease progression. So, so it's the jury is still out, but the safety testing has been done by a couple of companies in this realm. So do I think this is the going to be the complete answer to Parkinson? Probably not, but there are some really exciting things coming. And when you think about COVID-19, think about all the money that's going into the development of new technologies and techniques. That's going to drive research in other areas. And I'm super excited that it's going to bring some new things for Parkinson. I'm excited, but I just wish it would have happened decades ago instead of all these people continuing to suffer their entire lives with such a debilitating disease. Thank you so much, Dr. Michael Oaken, for being on the program. Thanks, Doctor. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Take great care. Well, thank you for watching American Medicine Today. Make sure you check us out every Saturday on Newsmax, 4 p.m. Eastern.
Don't be screwed by lesser spine institutes who bait you with minimally invasive procedures, then switch to screws, rods, disc replacements, and hardware. At Bonatti, no metal hardware fusions are ever used. Bonatti invented the precise tools necessary to minimize surgery, scarring, anesthesia, and recovery. So successful are the Bonatti spine procedures, they consistently reflect 98.75% patient satisfaction. Over half our patients have suffered from failed back and neck surgeries at other facilities. Bonatti succeeds where others fail. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.